will say on those, though, every time I leave Las Vegas, I just pay $100. I go to the hospital. I go to, like, the quick care, and I just pay them $100, and I just get one of those, though. It, I mean, there's you businesses can also go to that like the, Yeah, that, you can yeah. go to, like, the mall now, even. They yeah. have them yeah. in the mall in yeah. Vegas, but I always, uh, I, I got to go to the people I trust, you know? There's there's Big one trust. actually being put in in a shopping center right by where I live. Yeah. Really? It's very big, popular now. They're big businesses now. Yeah, you get all kinds of stuff. It's not just, like, hydration. It's... They'll give you all kinds of just vitamins. Yeah, you can get CoQ10, mm-hmm. you can get glutathione. Yeah. Yeah. You can really? Get, yeah, you can get all kinds of stuff, vitamin C. Might have to look into I think you Whenever I, yeah, I mean, your immune system, you might need a membership. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Terrell Furman jumps on with us, co-host Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Let's look at uh, what we just saw. NBA season's done. We're getting ready, of course, for the NBA draft. But we'll start with, of course, the Denver Nuggets. They're NBA champions. Now the favorites to, again, win it next year. Uh, is there a team that you look at and say they've got a shot at dethroning the Denver Nuggets? Because I'll tell you, man, I watch that Nuggets team and go, I think they can only get better at this point. Well, first, I got to start with the our Mets, your Jets, and <laughs> the Jets probably are going to be like our Mets and disappoint like our Mets have done this far in the season. So uh, best of luck to your Jets, and I hope you get the Super Bowl tattoo because it's probably going to end up like yes. everybody else that ever got the Super Bowl tattoo. But can the Nuggets repeat? Potentially. I think that, you know, they, they have the offense. Like, they have the offense. It's the defensive side of the ball that they got to figure out. They went on a great defensive run in those finals. Like, to hold the Miami Heat to under 100 points in that many games, like, that was a great defensive run in those finals. And guess what? You did it with Michael Porter Jr. on your team. That's what you – you you had Michael <laughs> Porter Jr. on your team, and you did it. Guess what? If you had any hope of Michael Porter Jr. learning how to play defense in his career, it's gone. Just throw it out so the window. A guess what? Was He's a champion. He has the ring. Sixth Ward Alderman William. But now you have uh, an offense. You have Bruce Brown. So hopefully if they can bring Bruce Brown back, because I think he signed a one-year deal. Yeah, with a player option. Yeah, so hopefully Bruce Brown comes back, because I think he was really big. And honestly, he was really the majority of the offense coming off the bench for them for a good portion of the year. And so if they, you know, bring him back, able to fill out that roster a little bit more with Trying not to theorize just Brown, here Bruce on Brown what the frustration six, could actually be seven, with Stephon Diggs. Then and- I think that, you know, he very well could have an opportunity to repeat. But right now, if Frank Vogel gets the Phoenix Suns to learn how to play defense, they might be scary. They might challenge them Come in the on, West Terrell, if they can learn how to play defense. Get out of here. You got to get out of here. They can learn how to play defense. You got to learn how to play defense. They're going to learn to have some more depth. If like Landry Shamet is out here being the savior of this team, <laughs> hitting five threes in a fourth quarter just for them to get off. Pause. It's a long uh, off season. It is. They're, they're going to need to add some extra. They're going to need to add some extra depth to that team. Uh, so we shipped over Terrell to the NBA draft. Uh, what was yep. a plus one sixty five number for Scoot to go three? It's now I think minus two fifty for him to go three. Uh-huh. The value there is gone. Um, we're going to start yep. getting even more numbers coming out in terms of fourth, fifth pick. You know, when players, like, over-unders in terms of when guys are going to get drafted. Like, what's your go-to strategy for for betting the NBA draft? Well, betting the NBA draft, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you, I hope you have an inside edge. 
I hope you have an inside edge because that's how you're going to know 100% if you got there. But uh, if you want to just take a stab at what you think teams are due and you want to believe the reports that are going out there, there's a lot of reports that, you know, Carolina's not going to go with Scoop. And there's reports that I saw something earlier today that said they're talking about trading Zion for the number two pick to go draft Scoop Henderson to the – like, it, it. at this point, nobody knows anything. If you don't know, you only people that know are the people in the room. And so I think the best bet here is that Scoot Henderson is clearly the second best player in the draft. He's been the second best player in the draft over the course of the entire year. Everything that happened with Brandon Miller, everybody was talking about is Victor Wembanyama and is Scoot Henderson. So as of right now, the line is moving because people are betting it. But I'm sticking with it. Scoot Henderson is going to be the second pick in the draft. Oh, I hope not, unfortunately for me. <laughs> uh, hey, where do you think Kyrie's playing next year? We were talking about this earlier. You know, we were just looking early look ahead in Denver. I mean, Dallas, I'm sorry, is 20 to one right now to win the title next season. We have no idea what they're going to do this off season. Where do you think Kyrie ends up? Well, it sounds like Phoenix has an opening. So <laughs> Phoenix has an yeah. opening at point guard. So, I mean, maybe he says, let's run it back one more time in a new city and a slightly less toxic environment. We can leave that off air for another time. But uh, no, I, I think that honestly, truly, Kyrie Irving's been talking about LeBron for too long. Yeah. He's been talking about him for too long. At this point, everybody's kind of convinced themselves that it's not going to happen because they can't afford Kyrie or anything like that. Kyrie Irving has made enough money in his career that if he goes for a vet minimum, he would not care just to be able to play LeBron and actually be happy in the location that he's in. Kyrie Irving is that guy where he doesn't care where he's at. He just wants to be happy where he's at. And right now, at through everything he said, through all the good words he said, he said, I'm happy playing with LeBron. So, I'm just going to assume that he decides to take a much, much lower pay cut and go play with LeBron James and the Lakers because D'Angelo Russell proved in that last series that he is not going to be their point guard in the future. How about the Warriors? I mean, the Warriors are sitting there at 12-1 to 1 right now. That To me, that feels more like it's respect for the name and respect for the team than what you actually see at this point. I feel like their windows close without some massive overhaul, and apparently everybody's going to be available except Steph. Do you think we'll see major changes with the Warriors this offseason that I guess might put them back in a position to at least contend again? That's what I'm selling. That's the biggest storyline that I think I'm selling over the course of the season. It is the fact that the Warriors are not going to figure it out. And they're not they're gonna have this big drop off. At the end of the day, this is a championship team that went and turned their season around and able to make the playoffs and win a playoff series. And so I think that this team stays intact. I think the young guys of this team got some very, very good experience being that bad on the road this season. That that is something in the offseason mentally that really turns this team around. Because honestly, if you just give them half of the games, less than half, a third of the games that they lost on the road, they're in a completely different seed, and it could be a completely different playoff run for them. So I'm not so, I'm not quick to sell the Warriors. Like, I think they still have a really good roster. I think they still have a really good coach. And at the end of the day, they have one of the best point guards ever to play the game. And so they're going to be able to make some noise regardless. We'll just see if it's NBA championship-level noise. So let's shift our attention to the WNBA. Um, Mystics defense has continued, as we discussed before the season even got underway, continues to be elite. Uh, they are now 7-1 and one to the under. Do you think this trend is something that we should take to the bank, or do you think eventually the books are going to figure it out? 
oh no, take it to the bank. Don't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, whatever you see, just bet the under. And if you're not betting the under, bet the other team's team total under because this Mystics defense is live. And you can't trust their offense. They showed you against Seattle and not being able to score heavily against Seattle that they cannot score on offense. They're very, very inconsistent, and that's who this team has been. And so I've been on the Mystics under since last season. It's been really good. They, Like you said, they're really good to the under this year, only one over thus far this year. So I, there's no way that I'm taking over with the Washington Mystics. I don't trust their offense enough because they are just not as consistent, and that defense is top defense in the league, and they're always going to make it tough on the opposing team. Any thoughts on uh, tonight's game? We got two in progress right now, but they've already unstart. They've already started. Unfortunately, we got the Storm tonight taking on Phoenix. The Storm six and a half point dogs. The total is one sixty one and a half, which seems a little high. Uh, anything you like in that one? Yeah, no, I, I love the 160 and a half and taking the over with the Seattle Storm and the Phoenix Mercury because you look at the Phoenix Mercury, who's dead last in points per game at 86.4 points per game. And then you look at the Seattle Storm, who prior to the two games against the Washington Mystics were second to last, only to the Phoenix Mercury. And then the Mystics come to town and unable to score and push, and push their points per game up to seventh. But they're still a really bad defense. Neither one of these teams playing defense. Brittany Griner is playing like you know you ripped her out the plastic and she's acting brand new because she's came back from being a year off and looking like she never missed a beat so I think Brittany Griner is going to have a really good game I would take her over 23 and a half points I think Jewel Lloyd is also going to be able to score very very well I take her over on points as well but I think we see points here I think it's going to be points plenty and often in this game so I love the over 161 and a half Talking to Terrell Firm and BetMGM tonight, uh, we, we talked obviously before the season started about, right, two super teams. And we watched the Liberty lose a couple. We finally saw the Aces lose their first game. Would you now put Vegas head and shoulders above everybody else? Would you put the Sun right behind them, kind of on the same level? Like, where at this point from what we've seen about, you know, nine to ten games into the season where you'd kind of slot these top teams? I still have the New York Liberty as two right behind them, the Las Vegas Aces. I think it's still a clear-cut Aces one, Liberty two, then we get into the next tier. That's where you have the Sun and the Mystics. But this is what Sandy Brandello teams do. Like they, she did it last year. And this Liberty team started off very, very slow last year. They didn't look good. They didn't even know if they were going to make the playoffs. Come after All-Star, they go on an incredible run, make the playoffs, get to the first round, and beat the Chicago Sky in Chicago in the first round of playoffs. So I, I think that this is just who Sandy Brandello's teams are. She takes her time, and she really, really learns her players and gets them to buy into her system because when they do that, they're going to play really, really well. So right now, is it okay to kind of fade this Liberty team when they're getting too many points? Yes. Now, if we come back after July 15th, after All-Star break, and when they start playing together, they got that chemistry a little bit more, Sabrina Ionescu is fully healthy, then I'm going to tell you, no, this is going to be the same. They were going to back no matter what line they get. But as of right now, I'm perfectly fine fading with them because they do have chemistry issues, but I still think they're clear-cut second-best team in the league. Let's talk about the sky for a second. Seven, two, and one against the spread this season. Nobody else is more than three games over 500 against the spread. Is it just like an expectation thing that because we knew after CP left that there was going to be a little bit of like, I guess, low expectations for what this team is going to be? Like, why are they so good at covering the number in your opinion? Yeah, expectations is definitely one because not only do you lose CP, you lost Courtney Vandersloot. Allie quickly said she's not coming back and not playing basketball this year. Ema Misaman, finals MVP, said she's not coming back and she's playing. So you look at the 
five starters that you have last year, and the only person that's still on that roster playing games today right now is Kalia Copper. So that's brutal. Of course you're going to have low expectations. I said I didn't think they were going to be the good this year. However, my mistake was I doubted James Wade, who is an excellent head coach, an amazing head coach, and he's going to take whatever talent he gets and make them play to the level that he needs. So this Chicago Sky team, they're extremely well coached. I think that they still found talent in the draft, found talent in free agency that's making them better. Marina Mabry from Dallas is a huge contribution to this team on the offensive end, and they're playing very, very good defense. James Wade's defenses are very, very good, and he's able to keep the the games low, be able to put them in position to win the games, and that's why they're able to cover the spread so much. So Terrell Furman, always good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, man. Definitely, always.